dedicating herself for over 20 years to end the needless death and suffering for patients living with allergies and asthma. Our next guest answered the call to take her passion to a national scale by leading one of the most established and respected patient advocacy organizations in the United States. Tanya Winders, president and CEO of the Allergy and Asthma Network, joins us to discuss how she and her team are engaging, educating, and empowering millions of healthcare professionals and patients to improve quality of life and promote equitable and optimal health outcomes for Americans diagnosed with respiratory conditions. With the patient's voice and well-being at the heart of the Allergy and Asthma Network's mission, join us to learn how Tanya and her team are helping Americans breathe easier. Let's go. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Tanya, welcome to our podcast. It is such an honor to have you on today. Thank you for having me. Great to be here. Well, because of your company's mission to end the needless death and suffering due to asthma, allergies, and related conditions through outreach, education, advocacy, and research, I'm grateful to meet up today and to learn more. But before we dive in, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And lastly, please visit the bottom of the episode notes to connect with me on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Clubhouse in order to further the conversations occurring on this podcast. All right, Tanya, it's almost time for our community to learn how the Allergy and Asthma Network are helping Americans breathe easier. But first, what's that one piece of advice that you would give to others who are passionate about reimagining the health of our world? So the one piece of advice that has stuck with me throughout my career and was given at a very pivotal time is ships are safe at harbor, but it's not what a ship was built to do. And so sometimes we have to sail out into those uncharted waters, face uncertainty and challenges head on and fail because that's how we truly learn to succeed. Tanya, I'm already having fun with you because I couldn't agree more that you have to get out. I always say when I, I'm fortunate enough, I get to mentor and advise a lot of uh, entrepreneurs and startups. And through that journey, and even myself being a founder of a couple of startups, I always say along that journey to success, you should experience failure. There's nothing wrong with it. We should welcome it. We should celebrate it. It is part of being successful in whatever craft we take upon ourselves and the work that we do in the industry. Tanya, have you found that as well? And is that part of the culture? at the network that you guys are helping lead? Absolutely. If you're not failing from time to time, then you're not learning and you're certainly not taking enough calculated risks because if you do so, you're going to find things that work and things that don't. And so that's absolutely part of our culture and the values that we attest to. Well, I love it, Tanya. It's great. It's great feedback. It's great advice. It's more important than ever, right? I mean, we've noticed a lot of things have changed over the past two years with COVID. A lot of new models are shaping up, a lot of new ideas, a lot of new ways of delivering health and care in our country are being reimagined right now. And through that process, there's nothing wrong with failure, trying things new, iterating, and continuing to push the boundaries and having that culture along the way. So thank you for sharing that, Tanya. Of course, we're going to talk about some of those ships that you guys are building at the network, all the wonderful work that you're helping lead. 
after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. Located in Denver, Colorado's nationally ranked River North District, Catalyst is a healthcare innovation campus that brings together stakeholders from across the industry to accelerate innovation and drive real, lasting change our nation desperately needs. From established organizations to startups, from accelerators to advocacy organizations, and from medical schools to global companies, everyone at Catalyst works side-by-side to create, develop, refine, and bring to market cutting-edge innovations that will fundamentally transform healthcare as we know it. With industry leaders like Medical Group Management Association, Olive, Medical Solutions, UC Health, Cirrus MD, and many others calling Catalyst home, along with innovative pioneers visiting from across the nation, Catalyst continually fosters their foundational belief that collaboration and partnerships will move the healthcare industry forward. To virtually tour Catalyst and claim your space on campus or host an upcoming event, visit CatalystHealthTech.com or visit the top of the episode notes and click on their link. All right, we are back with Tanya Winder, CEO and president of the Allergy and Asthma Network. Tanya, we have a lot to discuss today. Thank you for already setting the stage and pushing the boat out to sail for this podcast and be able to hear what's happening at your network and all the things you know occurring across this nation to help our citizens and our fellow community members breathe easier. Tanya, these have been very interesting times over the past two years. I know we'll dive into that. We'll talk about what you guys have experienced through COVID, where you guys are today, and then, of course, where things are heading as the market continues to change, how we think about health continues to change rapidly, all in good ways. But of course, first, Tanya, we also want to start with how did you become the president and CEO, almost been with the organization for now over nine years. How did it all come to be in the first place? Share a bit of your journey with our community. Sure. Well, thanks, Mike. You know, the journey has been one of a lot of high highs and low lows, to be quite frank. I actually got my master's in business administration from LSU. Louisiana State University, Go Tigers, in the early 90s, and immediately went into the healthcare field. So I've always had that pull and that passion for wanting to help people fulfill their health outcomes and and achieve their best life, which starts with having good health. And so I worked for a couple of companies in the local area in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And then ultimately, we landed in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, And that's when I entered into the pharmaceutical industry. And so I spent the next 15 years of my life actually leading sales and marketing leadership teams in small startup pharma. And then once they would sell into larger pharma or to larger med device companies, then that was my sign to exit because I am a builder and I know this about myself. I know what I do well. And so I would take that opportunity to go build something new. And so I spent the bulk of my career with two different companies over that time in sales and marketing leadership, and then also spent some time in managed market access. So understanding managed care and how we get innovative treatments to patients. And that's really important in my journey, because to be quite frank, when I came to the network, I didn't understand or comprehend the challenges of access that patients would face. And so that really has helped me to be effective in my role as president and CEO at Allergy Announcement Network. So in my last role in industry, I actually worked with patient organizations and professional societies. All of my career has been in respiratory. So allergy asthma has been my wheelhouse now for 25 years. And that is when I met the founder of Allergy Announcement Network. And she was 
planning to retire after 28 years of service to the organization. And she said, you are my Esther. I have found you for such a time as this. And I think it's finally time for me to step down and to hand it over to someone who has shares the same passion, first and foremost, because I'm a mom, a mom of five teenagers and young adults between the ages of 16 to 23 and one grandchild. I just had my first grandchild in November. And all of my kids have these conditions. They live with allergies, asthma, eczema. And I had been a patient advocate for a long time, but now I had the opportunity to do that on a grander scale of leading one of the oldest and most established patient advocacy organizations in the U.S. in Allergy and Asthma Network. And so I joined the organization in 2013 as the chief operations officer and then transitioned to the CEO role shortly thereafter, Nancy Sander retired. And the truth is, even in that journey, what I thought I was stepping into was not necessarily what ended up being the case, right? So I often say that Allergy and Asthma Network at that time was a 30-year-old startup. It was an opportunity to kind of rethink the way because the landscape was changing. The role of patients was changing and evolving. And so it was at that time, actually, that my mentor said to me the quote that I used earlier, the advice about a ship is safe at harbor, but it's not what a ship was made to do. And that advice has resonated time and time again, because we have gone from a less than $1 million in annual revenue organization, patient advocacy group, to over $4 million in annual revenues in the last nine years. And our staff has grown from four to now 20 plus. And every time I think, okay, am I really stepping too far out? Is this really where patients should be or patient advocates should be? I remember that quote and I continue to push forward because I think that that's where the breakthroughs truly have happened. Well, Tanya, thank you for that. You really set the stage for us. And I have so many questions from the founder that was there for quite some time leading the charge. And then you mentioned too, which caught my ear, you looked at the network as a 30-year-old startup. I love that because there's always an opportunity to reimagine oneself and really drive and change. Because if we're not changing and if we're not adapting to the marketplace, well, there's an opportunity to no longer be relevant in this space. So Tanya, there's a lot to discuss here. Before I ask you to give that elevator pitch of what the network is, what you guys are building, who you're serving and all of that good stuff, I got to ask, you came from industry. Did you have it on your own personal roadmap to be an executive and a leader at a patient advocacy organization? Did you have that on the roadmap? So I did not set out with that as my end game. What I can tell you is that I've always been passionate about leadership and about patients first and foremost. So even when I was in a pharmaceutical sales rep and then a manager and then a regional manager and leader of med device companies, it always has been first and foremost about the patients and secondly, about leading people well and investing in people's lives so that they reach their God-given potential. I love it. Well, it's exciting. So let's go there, Tanya. Let's talk about the network. Give us that elevator pitch. What is the Allergy and Asthma Network? Well, Mike, I mean, you've already set the stage. Allergy and Asthma Network is a grassroots organization. So we are by patients for patients. And we have been committed to that same mission of ending the needless death and suffering due to these conditions since 1985. Now, the way we do that has changed dramatically over the last 37 years. But 
First, it's outreach, driving disease awareness. That's all outreach is, reaching out into the community, connecting with community partners, with patients, with caregivers, with healthcare professionals, and building that sense of belonging of a very strong community. So that's our outreach mission area. We do that through a ton of different channels and even activities like today with this podcast. And then in education, it's taking guidelines-based scientific, the best scientific evidence, but making it applicable to the real world. Because here's what we know. We live in a flawed society, right? Everything is not a perfect controlled clinical trial environment. And so how do we take those best practices, but put them into practice in a pragmatic way? Help patients to understand what quality care actually looks like. Help providers to have more effective dialogue with their patient. And so we do that through, again, a variety of channels like webinars, videos, the learning management system, and monthly newsletter that fits the six or eight hot topics in allergy and asthma. So there's a wealth of ways that we activate the community to really become educated. Because we know that once you are engaged and then educated, that's the opportunity that we have then to become empowered. And it's empowered people, i.e. patients, because we're all people first and foremost, that then begin to advocate and begin to get involved in research and advancing the science and innovation in the space. And so we use that basis of outreach and education as a funnel to then move people into that place of advocating for themselves through policy, state, federal, payer policy, and then also engaging in research to be more patient-centered. Because for so long, research and development, while, again, a wonderful environment, it didn't actively engage the patient voice. And what we've seen in the last five years is that now pharmaceutical companies, medical device companies are very engaged in getting the authentic patient voice in that complete R&D process from preclinical all the way through commercialization. And also, Tanya, can you frame it up for the community a bit in regards to the impact that allergy and asthma have on our society, on our economy? How many people does this impact across the nation? Frame it up a bit in regards to some statistics and numbers so we understand the magnitude of what we're talking about here. Right. So it's surprising, but the truth is about 100 million Americans are currently living with allergies, asthma, and or the related conditions of things like COPD or eczema. So over one in three Americans are living with these conditions. And so that's the kind of burden and impact. We're talking hundreds of millions of dollars of annual impact to our nation. The most common reason kids miss school, asthma. One of the most common reasons that elderly patients, people over 65 decline in health, the third leading cause of death, COPD. And then it certainly has become a center stone, a cornerstone and a center focus for us with COVID because all of that is connected to lung health. And at the essence, that's the type of organization we are. Atopy, our immune system and lung health are the key focus areas for all that we do. Well, and you teamed me up for my next question, Tanya. Thank you for that. But you teamed me up for the next question, right? We discussed it on the front end of of this episode here, COVID-19, the impact it's had on all of us across this nation and around the world. How has it impacted the network? How does this impact when you start thinking about the impact of chronic respiratory disease, such as asthma, 
and mortality thereof for patients with COVID-19. How has all of this new world that we've lived in for the past two years impacted the network, the work that you guys have been at? And then, of course, we'll talk about moving forward as well. But how has the pandemic impacted the network? Well, first of all, what I will say is that this was one of those times where I thought, okay, we could sort of hunker down and stay safe at Harbor or we could sell out into uncharted waters and really dive deep because we were getting a lot of questions and concerns from our community about COVID-19. So again, gut check, time to sell. Even though we didn't have all the answers, a lot of uncertainty facing us at that point. We decided on March 17th of 2020 to launch a COVID webinar series. We have since had over 250,000 people tune in to our bi-weekly COVID webinar series that now is monthly. So it's bi-weekly in 2020, monthly here in 2021. And we are now reaching over 300,000 unique visitors every single month to our COVID-19 information center. And so it's just amazing how when your instinct and that gut tells you this is an opportunity, yes, it's a challenge, yes, these are hard times, that's your key to go. That's your key to dig in and to find the place where you can advance and move the mission forward rather than to track it, retrace or, or back up or go into a hole and wait and see what's going to happen. And so for us, it opened a huge door. We had had a 20-year-old pro uh, program called Not One More Life that was focused on addressing inequities and disparities in asthma specifically. We took that program and refocused it on COVID testing and then COVID vaccination, COVID hesitancy. And honestly, it's been amazing. We have directly tested and vaccinated over 3,000 individuals in high-risk communities throughout the U.S. since mid-2020. And we're now doing telehealth coaching with over 300 high-risk patients living with those chronic conditions and at risk for complications from COVID. Wow, that is inspiring. Tanya, thank you for sharing that. And therein lies, you talked about having that startup mentality and moving fast and trying new things taking risk. Correct if I'm wrong, you said you launched that program on March 17th of 2020. If I remember correctly, which seems like it was like 20 something years ago, that was the week we went on lockdown here in the United States. So you're telling me you as an organization, you and your leadership team acted that swiftly during this week one of lockdown to launch this program. We did, Mike. And the funny thing is I was on spring break. I'll never forget it. I was on spring break in Gulf Shores, Alabama with my husband. He's a coach. And his team was in a tournament and I'm sitting at a beach house hosting that first webinar for over 3,000 people showed up for that very first webinar. In the subsequent weeks, 5,000, 6,000, 7,000. It just was amazing. And that engagement has stayed. We're still seeing over 1,000 people each and every month tune in to our COVID webinars. That is impressive. I got to tell you, because that was a, how shall we say this, Tanya? That was a very surreal week. It was one that I will never forget personally. I'm sure you is the same, right? You can still vividly remember when you launched that very first webinar to do, to launch that in the midst of this massive change in life. This this lockdown that we've never had before. We've never, none of us ever experienced anything like that. Unbelievable. 
That is incredible, Tanya. Thank you for sharing that story. Of course, we also want to talk where things are heading, right? The world is going to continue to change. It's changing rapidly. We're in this new phase of where things are going to continue to move fast, and we need to act and react accordingly. So, Tanya, where do you see things heading? Share with our community where you see things heading, kind of on the macro industry trends, where you see the next, say, even two to three years. Where are things heading? Where's the network going to be placed within that? Give us a little bit of that crystal ball. Yeah. So honestly, in a lot of ways over the last few years, my crystal ball has been broken. But what I will tell you is that it does have moments of clarity in the midst of all the fuzzy and in the messy. Because even in this program, like I was saying before, we decided to go into inner city communities, partner with churches, barbers, braid stylists, and deliver really solid messages to help people overcome their fears and myths and misperceptions about COVID testing and vaccination and how it would impact their community. So where do I think this is all going? Number one, I think we have to find the balance between grassroots and high-speed digital engagement, right? So it's wonderful that we can go out to the masses digitally, but we cannot lose that personal touch of face-to-face, listening to a person, listening to their journey, understanding where their barriers and concerns are. And so how do we continue to balance the population health concerns with the individual personal priorities and motives behind a healthy life? And so that to me is something that we have to figure out. We still aren't quite there. I think we have to leverage technology to deliver care where people want it, when they want it, how they want it. So we have seen such amazing advances with telehealth over the last two years. But my fear is that as we come up on the end of the pandemic, that we just return to brick and mortar or we return to the way things were before, that that's the traditional way of delivering health care. And we know that that adds additional barriers, especially for the most vulnerable within our population and our community. So how do we break down those barriers? How do we break down those walls, leverage technology appropriately, protect patients' welfare and best interests? Those are all the things that we're grappling with at Allergy and Asthma Network and what's guiding us as we invest in the future of the organization. Well, thanks for sharing that. And I couldn't agree more with you, Tanya. I think we have to continue to stay focused on the power of community, in-person community. Yes, I get it. We have to social distance during this pandemic. Those are very important for population health, as you mentioned, but we can't lose sight on that. And we can't go all digital for all things all the time. We just can't rewire a human being just over a matter of a number of years, right? This is in our DNA. This is part of who we are as humans is that power and sense of community and what it can really do to help drive health. And I'm talking all sorts of type of health, mental health, physical health, emotional and spiritual health, right? So thank you for sharing that because I'm a huge proponent of that as well, Tanya. And of course, we want to be able to help you and the network out as well, Tanya. We have some of the brightest and most passionate leaders in our industry tuning in on the weekly here. What's one problem near question that you and the network have that we can be helping you with? So Mike, when I think about what are the really big problems that we're facing, what keeps me up at night? How do we get to the next level? It really is all about optimizing resources. And so that's done through community partnerships by finding those right trusted messengers in those most needed areas across the country, partnering with them, having the financial resources, having the human resources, 
having the technology resources, all of those aspects to make that happen. We've had some really innovative approaches with payers. We've had some really innovative approaches and support by technology companies like Apple Health and others. And so how do we pull all of that together? And the one thing that we could use help is more collaboration and community partnerships. Well, easy enough. And I know there's a lot out there that love to team up with organizations just like yours, because at the end of the day, many of us are in this and all of us should be in this to help continue to serve that patient and that consumer for better health across our nation. So in order to do that, Tanya, they need to be able to get a hold of you. Where can the community find you online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? Where can we find you? Absolutely. So never fail to reach out to www.allergyasthmanetwork.org. You can always contact us there through the website at info at allergyasthmanetwork.org. Also, my email, twinders at allergyasthmanetwork.org. All of our social handles are at allergyasthmahq. And then my personal social handles at Tanya underscore Winders. So lots of ways to find us. I love to get those direct engagements with community stakeholders, with patients. That's the thing that has kept me really passionate about the work that I'm doing is every single day, not a day goes by that I don't connect with an individual family and talk about where they are in the journey and how we can better support them. Well, easy enough. And all of those contact points are on in our episode notes. So simply scroll down in your favorite podcast player, click on through to get a hold of Tanya and the team. You can also head over to our free global online community at passionatepioneers.com. There will be a post for Tanya's episode where you can also leave some comments, feedback, suggestions, or otherwise, and to get those contact points online for Tanya and her team, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Well, Tanya, thank you for all of that. What an exciting current state with where you guys are at with the network, how you responded to the pandemic, and then, of course, the bright days ahead of where you are leading things for the network and for our country. But before we let you off the hook, get you out of here, get back to all the good trouble you guys are causing at the network. We have a fill in the blank for you. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I am a passionate pioneer because I firmly believe income should never dictate health outcome. I believe that if we work together as a community, we can innovate and remodel our healthcare system to ensure that zip code is not the key determinant to health outcome. I love it. And I'm right there with you. And I'm definitely supporting and rooting that on as well, Tanya. So thank you for that. And thank you for coming together today, spending some time with our community and sharing what's happening at the Allergy and Asthma Network. We really appreciate all of your important and hard work you are helping lead with the network. But again, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Mike. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.